This week of Sleeping with the Elephant is brought to you by the two simple words you've been hearing or should have been hearing for a very long time. Go vote. Go vote. Americans, listen to this Canadian when I say, go vote. It makes a difference. You should do it. Plus, it's fun to go out on a Tuesday night. When do you ever get a chance to do that? So go vote. These policies, in many instances, either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States. Living next to you is in some ways like keeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, one is affected by every twitch and grunt. It's November 4th, 2016, and welcome to episode 108 of the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, where we put the you in color commentary. This is the show where Americans and Canadians come together to try and understand just what the hell is happening across each other's borders. I'm joined this week by yet another guest, guest host, Eric Mahler. Eric, how are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? Well, when when I'm not cowering in the terrifying shadow of a possible Trump presidency, Mm -hmm. uh, I am doing very well. How are you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing really well. And honestly, uh, I gotta say to everybody, if you uh, if you want to know how Eric's doing every day, you can check out Eric every day his daily podcast, which I love. It's so great. Oh. Uh, I every time it doesn't post, I'm like, oh my god, is Eric okay? <laughs> it's usually just means I've got uh, my hands full with my three year old and I'm behind on laundry. That's usually what it means. Oh, I totally uh, understand. Uh, I've been home this week and I've been helping out, and I'm like. I don't know how I, I I could I just it, this is difficult. <laughs> yeah, and today it, uh, it I'll put one up today after we do this show. So it's perfect just today. So it'll be a sleeping with the elephant fueled Eric every day. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Eric did uh, say the T word. Uh, this it, it's fine. No, no, everybody gets one. I've still got mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to it until we need it. Uh, but basically, would- what we're doing is the elections in four days. Uh, you need to go vote, go vote, go vote. That's going to be the only election talk we have is go, go vote. I, I made it. I made a, an, a a point of collecting stories that had nothing to do with the election per se. Just random fun stuff. We're going to give the American people a break because I'm sure they're going to be hearing it across the board and Canadians too. I don't know if you know this, Eric, but we're obsessed with your country. And when I look I, at the news, it's everywhere. <laughs> Right, yeah, I, I I kind of feel bad sometimes. We're always kind of overreaching our, you know, we're pushing our, we're well, we are the elephant in this scenario, right? We're yeah, it's true. Uh, it's it, and it's not, it's nothing personal. It's fine. I I don't mind it, but I did want to give everybody, you know, a, a final sort of reprieve with, with the election. But but we didn't want to say we're not going to talk about the election, and not and not talk about the most important part, which is go vote. Uh, and you can do it early like Eric did. You can do it early like a lot of BlizzCon folks did. Uh, you can do it on the 8th. I personally love going to the polls and electing, or electing, I guess it's electing, and voting in person because, I I don't know, it just feels like, uh, physical. I put my stamp down. It's good. I usually do too. This is the first year I voted early, and that's mainly just because I'm so exhausted with the whole business this year. (laughs) I just wanted to be done. But usually, yeah, I'm like gung-ho, I'm on the 8th, I'm let's go, let's go in there and hit my button and feel good about it, civic duty, woo. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, it just feels like you're part of this big rigmarole, and, and I had thought maybe, oh, maybe we do, I try to find a guest and do a show Tuesday night, but then 
you know, I, I felt like we wouldn't get it up in time for it to mean anything. It would just be us talking about, you know, the election. I figured, you know what, let's do it. Let's just do a normal standard show. And then, you know what, when the election's over, we'll have plenty to talk about. And I'm sure uh, I'll use it this time. Trump will pop up. So that's my one. We're good. Anything after that, you put a dollar in the tea, tea jar. So, uh, <laughs> and we, we donated to, I don't know, uh, people touched by Trump. Damn it, I used it again. There's my dollar. All right. Uh, that's terrible. That's a terrible joke. Why would I do that? Uh, I, I feel bad. Uh, I look forward to being able to laugh again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ne- next week, it'll be, if, if you and I have our theories and they're correct, uh, we feel like uh, next week, I'm trying to choose my word wisely so I don't make another fumble, but I, I think that next week we'll be dealing with uh, a tantrum as opposed to a, uh, uh, a total takeover. Um, but then that's a, if it, yeah, anyways. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> any, any, uh, any more teas that drop, we'll, uh, we'll do something special and, and, uh, we'll do a counter, but anyways, let's, let's get into the news. No more election talk, go vote. Uh, no nope. more tea drops. Uh, so we're going to do, uh, and it's very serious. I should, I should probably say it too, like my joke previous, I feel bad. It's very serious what he's being accused of. Very serious. It and uh, it should not be made light of. He should be made uh, to apologize at the very least, uh, if not brought to justice with, with the various people coming forward. I mean, I don't know the mo- most recent one. I promise that we wouldn't get into this, but I got to say, because I, I did this to myself, the yeah. most recent one was like a Canadian uh, actress like uh, uh, that was, you know... Uh, uh, affected by him at a young age. Oh, is this the the case that's uh, where the thirteen year old? Yeah, I guess she was. It was a Canadian actress, and and uh, I, she was supposed to come forward, or she was paid off at some point uh, previous, and just really nasty stuff. And honestly, anybody who's have been affected by, and I'll say it by Trump uh, in a negative light, like oh, put it in the jar. I know that's two now. That's in the jar. Uh, just. And I did this myself. I shouldn't have made the joke earlier. Now I'm being too apologetic. But honestly, it's a terrible thing. And I hope when this is all over, we don't just immediately forget about that because we were using it to to have him not get elected. You know, yeah. like we, we still go after that stuff and say, hey, this was not cool. And just because you didn't win and we used it to make you not win doesn't mean we're going to forget. And, and we actually see those things come to light and, and be solved. Uh, and he, you know, some justice is done. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to move forward. There's $2 in the tea jar. Uh, we'll do something <laughs> special with that. Uh, but anyways, let's move on to the news. All right. How do you feel about Steven Seagal, Eric? Uh, <clears throat> okay, here's the thing with Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Every time I think of him, I think of something that kind of has nothing to do with him, but it does. And when he, Whenever his name gets mentioned, I think of this game that my friends and I used to play back when uh, video stores were a thing. Do you remember going to video stores and looking at VHS tapes that I you might... I do. I have, I have very fond memories of the Blockbuster. Ah, as do I. And uh, when my friends and I would go to the video store, we would make ourselves laugh with a really dumb game wherein we would look at all the videos and replace one of the words in the title of the movie with pants and try to find the funniest title. Um, like, I don't know, Indiana Jones and... The Temple of Pants, you know, whatever. And our best one, our favorite one, the one that stuck with us as an in-joke forever was 
the Steven Seagal movie Under Siege 2 Dark Territory, which we, of course, changed to Underpants 2 Dark Territory. <laughs> you definitely and, don't uh, want to go to his underpants. I think that would no, be bad. No, it's Dark Territory. Yeah. Uh, and so every time I think of Steven Seagal, I think of that, <laughs> of that. And that's about where my thoughts end, really, other than he's kind of an odd old action dude. Uh, yeah. And he, and he's he's forever changed. Uh, I don't think he's kind of been relevant for quite a while, but he's, he's his name means something when you bring it up because a lot of people know he's been in a lot of action films like uh, Underpants Two, Dark Territory. Uh, <laughs> he he is now an official uh, citizen of Russia. He's been granted citizenship by Russian President Val- Vladimir Putin, uh, mm-hmm. which to me seems like crazy. Just absolute nuts to even i mean i understand you know even in canada sometimes we will give honorary citizenship to to people who uh we feel have have made a great impact to our country and i'm sure the same happens in the states but seeing someone of of this nature like he, he i know he he actually has done some official like martial arts training and i'm sure a lot of people will be like yeah, ryan that's fake hollywood stuff or or no ryan that's real stuff that he does um but, man, it seems like an odd country to tie yourself to these days. I mean, at least it's not North Korea. I mean, we'll yeah. give them that. It's really weird that this... I mean, I was looking at this article that you had shared about this, and apparently this is just a thing that some actors do. Like, Gerard Depardieu is also... If, uh, was, was the, had the same thing happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a, a French actor, well, I guess. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um uh, I didn't know that. That's weird. I guess they just they just like Russia. They're cool with Russia. They want to live in Russia. Is that the whole business? I don't even think if they want to live in Russia. I think it's just like, I don't know, you cool. Like a, Come on in. Like a, just an honorary thing? I think so. Like I don't think they 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 move they don't move to Russia, but I think it if they were ever wanted to visit Russia, they could do so pretty easily uh-huh. with a with a Russian I assume a Russian passport. If they're a Russian citizen, they would have a Russian passport. I see. Okay. You Didn't Skull, wasn't he a cop for a while too? He was a cop. Yeah, he was a cop for a little bit. And uh, I think that might have been like, <laughs> that might have been, he may have been a cop previous, but I know he was like a cop maybe again or for the first time as a, a reality show uh, in which he busted criminals and, and did his oh, really? you know, stuff. I, I think so. I, I maybe <laughs> remember that incorrectly. Steven Seagal, cops. That yeah. sounds bizarre. Um, it would yet. be would be bizarre, but but he now he's a Russian citizen, and you know, Putin basically says, yeah, he was begging for it. He just he just really wanted to be a Russian citizen, so we're like, fine, okay, we'll give it to you. Don't worry huh? about it. Relax, Steven. Stop, stop bugging us. Stop sending us your movies. We'll let you be in the dang country. Jeez, the ways. Yeah, I can only watch <laughs> Under Siege so many times. Yeah, and it's like, uh, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll make you a citizen, but I am not growing a ponytail. It's just, it would not <laughs> fly over with, you know, I have to look strong and, 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 and weirdly uh, oppressive in front of a lot of other world leaders. So a ponytail ain't going to cut it. You know, maybe what works for North Korea probably doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah. I, I just find this very weird, but honestly, probably doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, I would think, I don't know, I just... I, when I first read this, and the thing that surprised me was, okay, Steven Seagal. There's probably a lot of Americans that love Steven Seagal. 
But if he becomes a Russian citizen, like, does every American just instantly go like, well, we don't like Steven Seagal anymore because he likes Russia. Even though Russia and the States, like, they have their, you know, their conflicts, but they're not like, it's not like the Cold War where you just, you have to hate them because they're Russia, right? right. Um, do you feel like that's that's the case here? Like, now everybody's just going to turn and hate Steven Seagal, or do you think he's, this is not the worst thing he's done lately? If you had asked me uh, six months ago, I would say, I bet everyone's cool with it. You know, it's just Russia. We're not at war or anything. But given the current current climate of thing, with thing, oh, I'm going to mention the election. But the fact that Russia is very much in the news and some people are very upset with them for, uh, uh, you know, trying to hack and influence our elections and, and all this, it's like, I could see this getting messy for him, for some fans. Mm-hmm. Going, really? You're going over there where they're doing all this stuff? Come on, Steven. Come home. Make some movies. Fuck <laughs> some bad guys. We'll fund, uh, we'll fund uh, Underpants 3, uh, <laughs> The Reckoning, if you come back. Oh, my God. The Reckoning is the perfect that's the perfect title. Because, yeah, you got to reckon that it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, Steven Seagal, you're free to do whatever you like. Just, uh, you know, watch who you tie your boat to. That's probably a, probably not a good a good move. Um, but what was an excellent move was the Cubs breaking a 108-year uh, uh, dry spell with the World Series win. Not, not two or three days ago, I think. Yeah, that was just, yeah, two days ago. It's it's crazy. Um, I, I've been seeing a lot. Of, I don't follow baseball. Uh, there's one Canadian team. It's the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they've won a couple World Series in the '90s, so we're still good. They're you know '90s wasn't too long ago. I was alive when that happened. I have a pennant somewhere at home. But uh, this is interesting. 108 years of not winning a World Series has kind of got to get some people down. Uh, and the fact that they did it is is kind of awesome uh and it's not just kind of awesome it is awesome to see sort of a a streak of that nature broken to think that nobody was around still that saw them win in 1908 is kind of insane that Uh, is crazy you wouldn't think a team would last that long and that just sort of proves the uh the nature of american you know sports fans they love their team they love their logo they love the players that play for that logo and the chicago cubs are one, is one of those teams that they don't need to win a world series to be relevant they just right. need to stick around and uh, sort of like the toronto maple leafs i suppose you could say or or the montreal canadians for that matter they haven't won in a long time but they're sort of a mainstay they'll never go away because people just love that team so much and i get the same sort of you know, impression from the Cubs. Now, I don't know, but the Indians had also uh, had, or I guess I should call them just Cleveland. Uh, that's a, probably a sore point. But uh, they, they had they have a streak as well that they're trying to break. I, that's pretty long as well. I couldn't remember. I looked it up. I think it was like 96 years. I have no idea. So I, I don't follow sports, but um, that night it was impossible to not notice Twitter freak out and and uh, lose its mind over what was happening. And, and so I, uh, you know, followed as everyone else followed the game, because um, how could you not? It was just, that's all, that was the main news that night is, holy crap, the Cubs could do it, they could do it. And then, of course, there was, like, drama, because there was a rain delay, and, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, like, I thought to myself, this seems to me like the kind of thing where, in the future, when there is a documentary film made about this this year, 2016, and this election, 
this Cubs game is going to be used as some sort of allegory to like what's going on. They're going to cut back and forth to it throughout the film, and suddenly there's a rain delay, and that'll be the most dramatic point in it. And then, and then the, they'll come back, and the Cubs will win, and it'll be great. Yeah. And now the Cubs have, have their win, and that's great, and everyone's happy. Uh, and I looked it up. Cleveland had last one in 1948. So people still around. I think that's that's probably fine. Uh, we'll, we'll be fine. Time, though. It's a while. It, it is a while. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, just after World War II. So, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a, that's a while. Um, but what, what another team that's sort of – I found a related article that was about the Toronto Maple Leafs who hadn't won in 49 years. They're actually coming up on their 50th anniversary of not winning a Stanley Cup, which is kind of a big deal for Toronto fans. Um and and we know we know some. I mean, Jocelyn Moffat of Angry Chicken and Gamers Inn is a Toronto fan. Uh, she displays her Toronto Maple Leafs flag behind her when she streams or is on podcasts. And uh, people love that team. It's kind of a running Canadian joke that they haven't won in so long. And and it's kind of a running joke that Toronto Maple Leafs fans will just go like, "Yeah, you're right. We haven't won, but hey, don't we have a cool logo? It's it's pretty cool." Um, they hadn't won since 1962. So again, long enough that we, you know a lot of people haven't been around uh, to see them win, but a lot of people still are, are around that have seen them win. And it's kind of interesting to look at the Cubs, who hadn't won in 108 years, and then look at the Maple Leafs, who who hadn't won in almost 50, uh, to not say to say like basically, okay, let's never give up hope uh, that we might win eventually. But <laughs> I did want to say though, like sure, you cannot give up hope. But hope isn't going to make the team managers build a better team. <laughs> it, I, I don't mean to like kind of be mean or destructive when it comes to this, but it's kind of like, yeah, we can have hope and you can keep cheering for your team, but man, some real things have to change. And the only way you're going to get them to change is if you stop buying merchandise or going to the games, right? Yeah, that's they got. You got to fund those those. Uh payrolls to so they can buy some or not buy but trade some players that are that cost a lot of money you know that's kind of how it happens either that or they get really lucky or actually you know what i don't really know i don't know anything about baseball why did i I start talking about baseball when i know nothing i don't know I don't know anything. I don't know much about sports either, and that's why I kind of feel bad talking about this stuff because it's like, hey, you don't care about your team so much. That's not going to help them win. It's like it, it'll, it, it helps. It to, to a certain extent, it helps a lot to care about your team and have, and have faith that they will win someday. Um, but I'm sure the Cubs didn't win the World Series by just having their fans care about them. It played a part, but at some point they had to say, it's been a hundred years since we've won. We might want to do something about that, and and that doesn't stem from people having people care more. It stems from you know building a better team and and right. and whatnot. And I think that's that's what most Toronto Maple Leafs fans want is they want their management, their team, to kind of be like, hey, let's actually let's go for it this year. Let's build a team. Let's build a plan. How do we win in the next five years? How do we give our fans a Stanley Cup win in the next five years? Um, which I think. Not knowing much about sports, I feel like that's the, that's sort of how they do it. But I could be wrong. But you mentioned you're not much, you not don't want much about sports. But what's what's a team that you cheer for? There's got to uh, be a team, right? You know, honestly, as I, I I played some sports like little league when I was a kid, uh, and and honestly, the only one I can remember that they because they give you some real team names to put on your 
jersey and stuff, even though you're not really that team. And one of them that I remember being was the Cubs um, when I was in, in Little League Baseball, even though we weren't in Chicago or anything. Uh, or is it Chicago? Or is it? Uh, for the Cubs? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're Chicago. Um, but uh, because I am a local and because my dad and my wife are both alumnus, I, if I have to choose a sports team, it is the University of Utah, the Utes. The Utes. Uh, and what, what, uh, that would be just NCAA, like, or is that something that's not? Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, NCAA, I guess. See, everything it... I know about sports, I learned from sports movies, like, uh, Moneyball taught me a little bit about baseball, I guess. And mm-hmm. I love sports, certain sports movies, dramatic sports movies like that, or, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's the one with Denzel Washington? It's really good. Uh,. Ah. I actually don't know. I don't know much about Denzel it's, Washington. Or uh, how about Mighty Ducks? Like I love yeah. the, I love the uh, the overcoming great odds and coming together and uh, amazing athleticism set into a dramatic form. I love that. It's a great thing to like. It really, I can really get into it. But real sports, <laughs> I always get kind of. Uh, I, I I just have a, I struggle to get into it. I, um, I so find it, that. Uh, uh, when it comes to sports, um, I totally interrupted you, but I, I lost yeah. my point. No, keep keep going, keep going. I'll come. It'll come back to me. <laughs> no, I was just. But anyway, to answer your question from mm-hmm. before, um, because I don't really follow sports, I always just kind of go for the people who were, you know, my wife, who was graduated from the U, and my dad was uh, went to the U, and so I'll 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 root for the Utes, and that's that's it. Cool, and that's interesting. And and I was I do remember my point. Everything I learned about sports was from video games. So mm. the reason I know a lot about hockey is because I played a lot of uh, NHL hockey uh, video games with my brothers when I was younger. And I don't know a lot. I don't. I know a bit more about basketball because my brother played it a lot. So I know that from from the real world. Baseball, mm. don't know much about it. I know that I know there's one team in Canada that makes it easy for us Canadians to cheer for, to pick a team because it's like. I don't know that one that is the Canadian one since they got rid of them um they got rid of the Montreal uh, team which I cheered for because I was a Montre- I'm a Montreal Habs fan so I was like well I might as well make it easy and just double dip and go baseball hockey uh for Montreal but they got rid of the the Expos yeah they were called and um yeah I don't know much about I know nothing about soccer uh but yeah the World Series it's over congratulations Cubs yeah. um I don't know. Let's do it again, I guess. Is that is that sort of the conversation? Like, okay, we did it. Let's not go another 108 years. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, what is the day after for, pe- for for Cubs fans? Is it like, well, now what? I think you can take a break. Like when you when you've won when you've won for the first time in 108 years, you can take a couple years off. You can be like, we don't need to win this for I mean, 10 years you- I'd say. We could probably be good without a win for 10 years. Yeah, I bet they can ride on that high for a long good long time. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Cubs fans like they waited long enough that they can be like now we just we've been we've we're invested we've cheered for the team my entire life they finally won now I just get to sit back and like no nah, I'm not a bandwagon I I love the Cubs forever here's my hat from pre 2016 that proves it um, <laughs> so I I don't have to worry about them winning a World Series for a while now uh, I feel like that's that's where the slump comes in like if you take a break of not caring. When does it start to become an issue that you're not winning again is right. is the real concern. But enough sports talk because we both don't know enough about it. And I, I feel like we're going to get some emails on it. So I, uh, yeah. I do want to say one thing. And mm. I apologize for bringing up the election again. Oh, it's fine. But, 
Uh, you know, five thirty eight that website. No, uh, what Nate is that? Silver, Nate Silver is a. Uh, I don't know what you would call him, but he's the owner and operator of five thirty eight. It has uh, become well regarded as a good predictor of what's going to happen in the election. And he pointed out during the while the Cubs were winning that they had given the Cubs the same chance of winning as they had given uh, Trump of winning. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll put some money in the jar for that. But um, he has they have given him the same chances of winning as they did give the Cubs of winning. So that was very disquieting to, to hear and be, to be like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that um, little piece of information. <laughs> Well, it's weird. Like I'm looking at the website now. This this is an awesome website, and I'm definitely really... gonna keep an eye on it. But it's it's just like Canada, where you look at the map and you see chance of winning, and one team is is over the other. But then you look at the you, or you look at the the numbers, one team is winning over the other. You look at the map, and clearly, like land coverage is more red than blue, and you kind of wonder, like, holy crap, that's crazy. But I, I know it has everything to do with uh, with uh, Population. Yeah, population and, and whatnot. But there's a lot of 50-50s here. That's, that's scary. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to go back to that website and, and take a look. But no, I hadn't heard of that website, but it's really cool, honestly. It's, like, So they predict a bunch of stuff? Oh, yeah. They, they don't just do election coverage. They do mostly that right now because it's going on. But they do a lot of sports stuff and uh, other just like human interest neat stuff. Like has nothing to do with sports or elections. Just interesting statistical statistically based reporting and articles and whatnot and it's crazy because you i'm looking at this and it's like president who will win the presidency updated eight minutes ago yeah they're updating it all the time i'm refreshing this web page like two or three times a day <laughs> this is crazy well we won't have long and, and then you know that those predictions will be replaced with fact and uh, it's crazy to think on this show, we've been covering the election for. I went back; it's been two years, two two years, I think, since we started talking about the election in some capacity. Wow. And now, uh, in four days, it'll be over for just a little bit. Uh, huh. and, oh, I just can't wait. I can't wait. I want to get back. I want to get back to the, like the the like. Let's get away from the election stories, the rally stories, the the just weirdly stupid stories, and go back to just. Running a country, but um, speaking I of... I would like to, on behalf of my fellow Americans, apologize <laughs> to my Canadian friends and the rest of the world for this entire stupid long election. It happens, and you know what? Uh, everybody everybody gets one. So, yeah. But then again, you always... <laughs> I think the American elections always go this long. So, uh, yeah, go vote, go vote, go vote. Anyways, um, our final story today has probably... It's a more Canadian story, but I'm sure it can be applied to the States as well. Uh, Brett Wilson, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dragon's Den. You might be more familiar with uh, Shark Tank. It's a TV show. I've heard of Shark Tank, but I don't know Dragon's Den. So Shark Tank is the American version of a British show where basically a bunch of rich people sit in chairs and then invest in people who come in and pitch their idea for a business uh, or or pitch their idea for an investment more 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 likely so dragon's den is the canadian version of that and i don't know which one came first so we won't get into that conversation but brett wilson is a dragon on dragon's den and he is fighting against uh christmas decorations before remembrance day uh remembrance day best put is basically like veterans day a, a day to look back and reflect on uh the veteran or the the soldiers and just all the 
the people we've lost to war and conflict. Uh, and basically saying like, look, let's just, you know, Halloween's over. Like for some, it's a, we know why it's a, it's a consumer's thing to basically like Halloween until the 31st. And then you don't, you don't sell anything for Remembrance Day. Although we do, uh, in Canada, we have these poppies. So basically there's these little boxes that sit at uh, every cashier basically in, in the country and you put a donation in and you take a poppy and you wear it. And that's what you do for Remembrance Day. What is it like? It's a, like a... The little is I see is that like a little red flower that I see in this photo or yeah so it's a little red flower and you'll you know right after Halloween anytime you see anybody talking on any newscast in Canada they'll have this little poppy ah. uh, and it's it's all about it's raising money for veterans so when you put a donation in it goes to veterans uh, or some sort of charity of that nature and you wear the poppy is sort of um, remembrance saying that yeah you remember and uh, it's it's just it's really cool honestly it's one of the coolest things that we do for for something like this and um you know every remembrance day there's there's events at every town uh they don't give the day off for schools uh it's not like a it's not like a holiday per se because people are still in school but usually i remember when i was in school every remembrance day there would be some sort of assembly to uh look back and remember sort of stuff so it's it's interesting though that every year we have this conversation about like please stores I'm looking at you Walmart refrain from putting up Christmas stuff until at least the twelfth like ten days nobody's your seasonal area can remain bare uh, you can even put like you know discount Halloween candy in there I don't care that's fine but putting the Christmas stuff up and this is I'm now saying how I feel like I think yes like stores should be able to hold off for twelve days. Um, now when do you normally see Christmas stuff popping up? Uh, it seems to be getting earlier every year. There was like, if you asked me five years ago, I'd say probably closer to Thanksgiving is when I'd start seeing it show up. But I've already seen Christmas stuff in the holiday section and all of the Halloween stuff kind of tucked to a corner because they know it's, it's coming. I've already seen it happening here, um, Mm. before, before Halloween, like a day or two before Halloween. They were starting to slowly push Halloween to the corner and let Christmas edge in. And I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, that's that's how you're going to do it, I suppose. You, I mean, no one's, uh, it does seem excessive to me. Like, I wish they would give it just some room to give it a little time, you know, mm. relax. Christmas is coming regardless, but give it a few days. You don't have to get it in there right away. Yeah, and I, I've said this on the show before, but uh, when I was a kid, I always assumed that Christmas in the States lasted... I, I always assumed Thanksgiving was Christmas, and you just did it for a month and a half. And that wasn't me being... That's not me being critical. That's not me being trying to be funny. That's me being honest. Like, I honestly thought... Because really, our experience with, with American Thanksgiving is basically TV and movies, right? I didn't have any American friends when I was younger, so it was basically like, oh... This is a Christmas movie. Oh wait, no, they're doing think they're talking about Thanksgiving. So weird. Um, but yeah, no. And does that bother you, like, for Thanksgiving to have Christmas decorations popping up? It just, uh, it, I mean, bother me to the point of like getting physically upset. Like not physically, but like literally upset. Not quite, but enough so where I do kind of like. I give it the old side eye or, or, you know, just like I think to myself, all right, that's dumb. 
Uh, I do wish that they would at least hold off until there's turkey on the table and then throw your trees up in their stores. All right. That's cool. Give us wait till Thanksgiving and then go nuts. That's mm-hmm. that's how it goes. That's how it normally has gone. It's not like it's not like it's tradition. It just seems like excessive. Nobody wants. Hey, here's the thing. I love Christmas. I love it. I'm not even religious, but my my family and I, we just love Christmas. We super get into it. We get into it big time every year. Decorations all over the place. Christmas music, Christmas baking, presents, the whole shebang. But even I have my limits. Like, we can't, if they're going to overdo it, by the end of Christmas, if there's been like a whole month and a half of it, I'm just like, get this stuff out of here. I mean, <laughs> get it gone. I don't want to look at it anymore. So let us have a short time where it's special and where it's, you know, don't overdo it is what I would say. I um I usually have a conversation uh, with Ashley who who lo- also loves Christmas and loves to decorate, loves to do this. And I say, okay, the 12th, we can do whatever you want. And that's usually when, uh, you know, the Santa Claus parades start. Like the 12th, I think, is the first one uh, mm-hmm. that we're going to be going to. And then there's one in town, like, start of December. And, and normally they're at the end of November, start of December, just to kind of get out of the, the way of the dead of winter. So it's not super cold for kids to be outside watching something for two hours. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine getting into the spirit, like just dipping my toe in before December. But then once December 1st hits, I lean in. I don't like people (laughs) complain about, you know, hearing Christmas carols in stores. I love it because it's just music and it's catchy and whatever it's it's a themed it's themed music and it doesn't bother me it also doesn't make me want to like run out and shop more than i usually would like i buy gifts for people but i don't go nutso but uh i i think yes you're you're right like there's a there's a certain respect that you should give the holiday to be like let's not overblow it and and kind of you don't want to get sick of christmas by december 15th because you've been talking about it since november 15th um, our American tendency to go to live in excess has started has infected our holidays, and it's it's just it's too much. It's just too much. Yeah, it you know it's just you. I know I know we say it's too much, but like honestly, when you think about it, like December is usually reserved for the holiday season. There's a reason we call it the holiday season because everybody's celebrating something, uh, yeah. depending on on your belief or just where you land like maybe you're a coca-cola person and you like santa whatever like i think i think it's fine to sort of earmark december but november to me uh especially in the states has always been about thanksgiving and um the fact that it's so close to the end of november it's like i would be surprised if people like actually start celebrating christmas quote unquote until after uh, after, like you said, after the turkey's on the table, then you know Black Friday hits, and you can either choose to go out and go shopping, or put up the Christmas tree. One or the right. other. <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, our our after Thanksgiving, the next day after Thanksgiving, it has been our tradition to go out and grab our tree. Oh, cool! Uh, and we've done that for several years, which has always been fun and kind of foolhardy because. Having a tree that early means it's going to be super dead and dry by the time Christmas rolls around. But we do it anyway because, I don't know, just because we want to and it's fun and we're dumb and we get into it. But mm-hmm. I don't think I could possibly go any earlier than before Thanksgiving. That would drive, I'd just be like, okay, I'm too, no, too much. 
Are there decorations for Thanksgiving? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see them around, but they're usually they're usually. Um, have you seen uh, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Oh yes. Okay. So, so you put a tiny piano in the corner. Then, is what you're saying? Yes, we do. Well, okay. <laughs> the, that seems to be like the aesthetic theme of most Thanksgiving de- uh, decorations. You know, the the pilgrim hat, the the turkey, the the fall colors. Like a, 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 a what a, like a centerpiece with a big piece of bread and junk and mm-hmm. leaves, that kind of thing. <laughs> just junk. Just, just junk. You, you you just you you rake the leaves and you put them in a pile. And uh, guess what? We're ready for Thanksgiving, everybody. Jump on in. Uh, I, I joke. I and I play a little bit of ignorance there. We, like I know you guys have like Thanksgiving um, decorations, and I know you know here in Canada we have them as well. We just put them up in October, and it is like the harvest you know um yeah. bullhorn thing that you fill i don't know it's cornucopia is it or something i don't know i, I think it's got a special name or cornifilis that's not right but <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know you put the you got the pumpkins you got the you know the turkey obviously which is weird you know putting up a picture of a turkey like this is the thing we're gonna eat later why don't we remind ourselves that is really you know i i was thinking exactly that because i was I was kind of I have a a to-do list in chalk uh, in our kitchen just on the wall and I always kind of decorate it around the sides like for Halloween I drew some uh, gravestones and stuff uh and I was clean I was clearing off the gravestones and I started drawing a turkey on the the to-do list on the bottom there and I was kind of looking at it and like this is kind of strange just to have a cooked turkey picture on the wall here <laughs> It's almost like a warning to to wild turkeys. I don't know if you have wild turkeys in Utah, but right, yeah, here in Canada we have we see them from time to time just roaming around, and it's like, don't you come close because guess what? We got your cousin Larry. Uh, he's in the freezer and he's going down. He's oh my down. god, I, I love that scenario in my head. A bunch of turkeys just wandering around. They go inside a house and they're like, no, dude, look on the wall. Look at that. They already got one. Let's get out of here. It's not safe. Or if anything, it is safe because they already got one. And it's like, come on in. You know, we won't feed you the meat, but you could have some of the cornucopia that's in the in the middle. Or yeah. I'm going to have to look it up, but I, I don't think it's called cornucopia. Um, good. We're good. We, we got our turkey already. Come on, sit down. Sit if, down. Have some potatoes. If anything, it's a safe house for turkeys. You know, it's like... We came in and we, we played the Negan of the group and like, all right, we'll take one. But the rest of you, you work for us now. And you, you are now our turkeys and you will produce. It's been a productive day. <laughs> if you don't want to be the next on the table, you get next in line behind the work. And Exactly. Yeah. We, we've got turkeys down. I think, uh, you know, funny we joke about it, but I, I grew up on a farm and we had turkeys. Yeah, I know as much about turkeys as I do about baseball. Oh, perfect. Well, that's where I, I sort of fill in there because, like I said, I grew up on a farm. We had turkeys. Uh, they're, they are disgusting animals. Uh, actually, most farm animals are. And we, you know, we were, on a, we were on a smaller farm, so we didn't have, like, we respected the animals. Like, we didn't have them, like, cooped up. They, were, they had space to, uh, to sort of exist and roam and, and be turkeys. And, uh, but, yeah, they're just... I don't know, like, you see the cartoon version of turkeys you put up as decorations, and you see real turkeys, like, they're not, like, the wild turkeys are are what the decorations you put up, but the actual turkeys that you eat are just, you know, they're not, yeah, they're just, they're just not majestic creatures, let's say. 
Uh, but yeah, we, we kind of did the gambit. And you know what I'm going to say now is that you're a huge fan of Christmas. We'll have you back in December. We'll we'll do it up. We'll wear Santa Claus oh, hats. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward oh, to it. That'll be good. Yeah. And uh, you usually stream your cooking stuff. Did you do that last year? I can't remember. Uh, we sort of did. Um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, if, if for those who don't know, my wife and I make a whole lot of cookies as gifts for our friends and family every year. And sometimes we will live stream it. And I have not yet decided how how or if we're going to live stream it this year. So we will see. I'll, I'll let people know on my Twitter. Cool. Well, I look forward to it because, honestly, it's one of those things. It's a great stream to put up in the background just to watch. Uh, right. And and I kind of – the one time I, when I did tune in, you kind of saw, like, oh, maybe, maybe streaming is a tough thing to do for this because – uh, you uh, and your wife and your kids are co- are cooking, but then when you're not cooking, sometimes you're just kind of keep track of, of your kids. Like Caden's crawling now, so I totally get it. Oh. You know, if you if you're not paying attention to him, it's like, oh gosh, where'd he go? Like he's not gonna right. get in any trouble, but suddenly, like, okay, where is he? <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've been dying to hear about. Uh, I've been wanted to ask you about how all the parenting stuff has gone because I haven't talked to you much since the boy has come along, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. That sounds about uh, right. <laughs> when that starts going on, that's fun. My uh, my boy's uh, he's three now, so it's not just like where has he gone. It's what uh, is he breaking? And uh, <laughs> like the other day, the other day I was I was doing a podcast, but I didn't post one that day because in the middle of it, mm-hmm. I suddenly heard a noise. So I had to hurry and stop. I like all right. I'll start over. I go and see where my boy is. He is standing on the kitchen counter licking the wall. I don't know why he's licking the wall, but it's unsafe, and I have to get him down. And when I get him down, he gets upset, and he's, you know, so it's a whole deal. So yeah. it just escalates is all I'm trying to tell you. No, it definitely it definitely does. Uh, and and it, it, he's been awesome, and he's standing up on everything, and he's got a personality. And he went, he, was, he dressed up as a police officer for Halloween. Oh, uh, that's so cute. He was super cute. Uh, but yeah, um... We we should talk about that. Maybe maybe there's another show we could we could talk about that. I don't know. We'll we'll think of it. So we'll think of something. But uh, this has been Sleeping with the Elephant. Thank you, Eric. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on the internet. Oh, uh, they can find me on Twitter. It's uh, at Eric Mahler, or my webpage is at ericmahler.com. Or not at. What am I saying? Ericmahler.com. It links to all my stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Eric every day. Uh, Eric on Twitter. Check that out. Uh, if you want to email the show, info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. If you want to comment on just the fact of how wrong I was about calling it the cornucopia, uh, I, I just I think that feels wrong. And I might be saying something that is just completely inappropriate. But let us know. Uh, you could also let us know on Twitter. Like Eric said, he's at, at Eric Muller, and I'm at R. Murphy. Uh, check that out. Big thanks to Alpha Geek Radio for hosting the show on the 24-hour archive stream. If you listen to that in the background, you may just be listening to Sleeping with the Elephant, so check that out. Send your feedback slash reviews uh, wherever you listen, iTunes, Stitcher, pop a review in there. Uh, if you just want to send your feedback via email, that's great too. We are always looking for that. This has been Sleeping with the Elephant. Remember, go vote, go vote, go vote. And if you say the T word, make sure you put a dollar in the jar. Uh, thank you very much, Eric, and have a fantastic week, everybody. Bye. Bye.